Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric, and I'm flying solo. Dennis is off today on well-deserved vacation. And we'll be back next Saturday. I want to thank you guys for joining us, for joining me on this Saturday morning. I'll be here till 11, so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And I'll do my best to help you out with your uh, questions and comments. Glenn, over on the Facebook page, um, asked me about uh, a quick question with his Wi-Fi before I get to the phones. Um, oh, come on, Glenn, where are you there? He's having issues with his Wi-Fi dropping. And uh, he asked if that had to do with his internet service being too slow. So sometimes the, the people understanding this, uh, what Wi-Fi is versus internet service, we first have to make sure you guys understand what that is. Wi-Fi is just a wireless network connection. Okay, So when your computer connects to your home system wirelessly, it connects at a internet uh, at a internal speed, depending on how good your router is. So if you purchased a router that offers 400 megabits of bandwidth when you connect wirelessly to from your laptop to your router, that's how big your pipe is to your router. Okay, so if you had three computers on that wireless network and you wanted to send data to all three of them, you would have a 400 megabit wire, uh, wireless pathway. If you plugged in a gigabit cable, you'd have a thousand megabits of bandwidth. All right, to talk between the internal network of those three computers or whatever is on your network, whether it be a TV or whether it be a, a gaming system, that's the internal bandwidth of your network, whatever you've purchased as far as wireless technology on that router and the capability of your device. If you have an old Windows 7 computer, maybe it's only capable of getting you 100 megabits of, of speed, right? Now we want to add the internet to this equation if you're paying for a 20 megabit connection over DSL, you can have a 400 megabit 400 megabit wireless connection between your machine and the router, but your little 20 megabit connection to the internet is where your problem is. You need at least I contend minimum about a 100 megabit to 150 megabits in a family of five to do most things. And then of course my kids will still complain that they're getting ping issues, and I have to try to explain to them that it's not necessarily us, it could be the servers they're connecting to. 
try to have their head explode. As I try to explain that to them, and they tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I tell them, do you know what I've been doing for the past 30 years? <laughs> but that's just dads talking to kids. Uh, but that, you know, you, you want to improve your internet speed. If you can find a GoNetSpeed connection, one of the sponsors here, they are a tremendous way to get high-speed internet. If you are lucky enough to get it in your town, GoNetSpeed is the way to go. And uh, synchronous communications, you know, the, I think the slowest they offer is 150 megabits up and down for like 50 bucks. It's a no-brainer. You know, if you can get that in, in your in your home, you'll do very well. Let's go to Joe in Stafford Springs next. What's happening, Joe? Uh, good morning. Morning. Yeah. I uh, I wonder if you have a recommendation uh, for a program, a safe and reliable program, uh, or an app that will automatically update all the drivers on my laptop. Um, uh, I can put a schedule, a time, uh, once a week and so forth, and it goes right through my laptop, and it'll update all the drivers uh, from all different companies. Is there an app that does that? <laughs> Um, so generally, the actual manufacturer is going to try to give you that. Um, so most most laptop manufacturers um, will give you. This is a laptop or a PC? Uh, uh, one year old Lenovo uh, laptop. Yep, I would practically guarantee you that Lenovo has that built into their their uh, utilities. There's a, probably a Lenovo driver utility utility that will actually say, "Hey, Joe, you know, we need to do some upgrades here." Now here's the here's the thing. You have to ask yourself whether or not you want that to happen on an unscheduled on a scheduled basis where you literally wake up the next morning and your computer may not work because of a problem with that update, right? I would recommend to you that you choose when to do that rather than having the the utility do it so that at least you can say, "Okay, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do these updates. I realize that my computer may not work afterwards." You hope it. You know, you're going to give it a, a 90% chance that it will work, but at least you've planned for it rather than waking up to an automatic update that has caused a problem. Yeah, that makes sense, um, definitely. Uh, uh, the, another question I have uh, is, um, has Microsoft come out with an uh, upgrade on Windows 11 that prevents uh, it from slowing down solid-state drives? <laughs> <laughs> there was a bug. Um, we did report on this bug a few weeks back. Uh, that there was some sort of issues with solid-state drives in Windows 11. Yes, they, quote-unquote, have fixed that particular issue. Um, but, you know, I would still tell you to wait on upgrading to Windows 11. There's really no rush. Eventually, they're going to force you anyways. Um, but I would tell you to still wait to do that upgrade. Definitely. Excellent recommendation. Okay, well, thank you very much for answering my questions. I really uh, enjoy listening to you every Saturday morning. Joe, we appreciate it, too. Thank you. Bye now. All right, bye-bye. Um, I did want to bring up something about uh, a browser that you guys should check out that I've been enjoying lately. The Brave browser, it is m amazingly fast. Um, I would tell you to take a, take a look at it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure folks on the radio have called in and said, hey, Eric, I told you about that a while ago. I can't get to everything, all right? But I've gotten to this one and taken a look at it recently, and it is lightning fast. I mean, because it blocks all the trackers and all the cookies and garbage that uh, – these websites have to connect to in order to deliver the content to you before they deliver it. All that waiting that's happening in the background is because of all those connections you're making to third parties. The Brave browser won't let them. And I mean, it's like wham! It, everything's coming up super, super fast uh, on every device I've tried this on, whether it's my, uh, I got a Pixel phone, I've tried it on a tablet, I've tried it on some Windows 10 machines. Um, it, I'm going to recommend you take a look at it and, uh, 
check it out. I'm going to put a link to the Brave browser for you um, so you can you can check it out. It, it, we need some alternatives. Google is Chrome is fine, um, but we're all getting a little sick of the Googleplex uh, tracking everything that we do. And uh, not that you're doing anything wrong, of course. Uh, but the point is, if you can have a high-speed connection to the Internet, uh, you pay for this high-speed connection, and all these third-party trackers and, and connections to your browser are slowing you down, you know, let's try the Brave browser out and see if that gives you if it gives you the same performance it gave me, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you try to try it before the end of the show, I'd love to hear from you. All right, let's go to Doug in Chester next. What's going on, Doug? Hey, good morning. Morning. How's it going? Have you... okay. Great. Hey, uh, I had a question about the display settings for the lock screen in Windows 10. Display settings for the um... for the lock screen. Well, actually, um, you go to settings, and then there's lock screen. Um, let's see. Uh, what is it? It's like specialization lock screen, the actual. And then you can you're supposed to be able to put the weather on the lock screen. For some reason, that functionality never worked. I'm wondering if Windows just stopped doing that, or if you know, if you, if you could verify or... Sure. I get my weather from Bob Cox. Come on, you're gonna get it from Microsoft. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Certainly, that's what I think a lot of companies have been doing with their weather. I guess that Google Calendar stopped doing that little illustrative little thing with the weather. That they kind of minimize that everybody's weather from everywhere else. So I was wondering if they kind of did away with that, maybe perhaps security purposes. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything, but I, you can add. And I've never played with this before, so it's interesting. Um, it looks like you can add, of course. Which apps you want to show on the lock screen? So if you ended up if you ended up uh, subscribing to some app for weather, I'm sure you could add it here. Like by default, Microsoft gives you Mail, a calendar, and Skype. Um, you can add about four other apps on that lock screen. Um, so you if, if you yes, yeah, one of the choices is the built-in Microsoft Weather, and I keep trying that, and that one never worked. So I tried it later, and then I got bored the other day, and I tried it again to see if they. Yeah, I don't, I don't even see it as an option. Subscription basis. It, it could, it might be. Doug, you're kind of breaking up there down there in Chester, but uh, it could be some subscription yeah. thing. But I, I don't know that I would spend too much time trying to figure it out. The more you add to the the startup, yeah. the slower your machine's going to be too. Oh yeah, sure. I have no worries. I got a pretty fast machine. I was just wondering if it if it worked or not and whatever i guess it's just like i don't know okay cool i appreciate it thank you very much yeah thank you all right okay, bye. all right his connection is a little tough there but yeah i mean anything you add uh gimmicky to that beginning of your windows is just 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 going to potentially cause problems for you as far as i'm concerned you know anything you have you can eliminate from your startup or eliminate from getting win uh loaded on windows before it comes up will probably give you a better performance all right, so we have four lines wide open. I'm here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. And, of course, I'm also on the old Facebook page over at WTIC's Facebook page. If Zuckerberg, Facebook page, if Zuckerberg deems the uh, broadcast worthy, you might see it in your news feed. So feel free to like and share. And if you have some comments you want to post on there, I'm happy to do my best to try to answer those as well. And I want to thank the folks who are on the old Facebook page. And, of course, 
Everything we talked about so far has been posted by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. So if you called in with a question, we will have some answers for you out there as well as far as step-by-step instructions. If you want to take a look at some of the news articles I talked about, it's always there over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be right back. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric, and I'm here till 11 o'clock. Dennis is uh, off this Saturday morning. But I appreciate you guys joining me. And I'm doing my best to help you out flying solo here with your computer problems, comments, questions, concerns. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. And uh, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Lynn in Nagatuck first. What's happening, Lynn? Oh, just a um, simple question. Mm -hmm. I wondered about cookies. Yes. You know, when I go on a site and they say accept or don't accept. And I know they give a little explanation, but I'm still not clear on it. Yeah. You're not alone, right? So every site that's on there is going to try to load a cookie of some kind on on your browser. And whether or not you should accept it really comes down to the trustworthiness of the site you're going to. So if you're going to a site that you feel has value, that is something you're going to frequent, um, you're going to want to accept the cookies because the experience on that site will be quote-unquote better with the cookies delivered to your browser. However, the cookies now are on your browser, right? So other sites now are going to say, oh, I see Lynn went to uh, cooking.com, right? So they're going to try to, the the other cookies are going to look at those cookies and say, okay, so where else does Lynn go? So the more cookies you accumulate, there's other technologies out there, no matter where you surf, that want to try to figure that information out. And that's why that Brave browser I talked about, try the Brave browser and see how many things it blocks and uh, improves your performance. You might be amazed and uh, but you can still accept cookies for sites you you trust. You know your bank. You could accept cookies for financial planning site. You can accept cookies for maybe even news sites that you trust. You can you can accept their cookies. But do understand that other sites you go to are going to try to figure out. Oh, I wonder if Lynn's got these cookies or those cookies uh, because the, the sites know where you were prior. So if you go from one site to the next site to the next site, the cookies are there so they can go back and say, Oh, Lynn went here today. She went there today. Oh, she's interested in that. And then they deliver deliver ads to you. So they see that I went on one site and accepted cookies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they'll they'll see the they'll see the information you accepted because the browser has it all there, right? It's it's like it's part of tracking, and you can you can turn on do not track, but that information is all part of your browser. People don't realize this stuff. They 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 don't realize that the the next site you went to. It could say, okay, I see Lynn came from cooking.com and now she's going to REI or whatever, your hikings.com. You know, they could look at that information that's on your browser and, and produce kind of an understanding of you, which is the goal of the cookie. So, if again, if you trust the site and you don't mind that the next site might know where you just were, um, accept the cookies. And again, the performance of the site might depend on it. You might get a better better performance of whatever you're browsing by accepting the cookies. And trying oh, yeah, I think to, they said that. I think they said I would get more if I click, clicked on it. Right. So, again, it's, it's free or the commodity, right? So they're just trying to, they're trying to be compliant, which, of course, whether or not you accept the cookies or not, of course, everyone accepts the EULA, user license agreement, with whatever software we load these days. So just having that warning on there doesn't really tell us to what extent they're they're using this information you know it's not sandboxed where it's you know hey i went to cnn.com and i'm gonna nobody else is gonna know that i did that no every other website that wants to figure out where you've been is gonna look at your cookie cache and see what you've been doing why because they want to market to you 
they're more interested in that data than than anything else. And then, and heck, the cookie cache will actually have information on what stories you've read, right? I mean, it's it can get pretty insidious. So trying to figure out which cookie to accept and which cookie not to accept, I would it, ju- it's impossible, really. Even if you don't, there's like a monitoring of everything I do. On my computer, I guess. Well, that would be that would be done through DNS. So if you use Open DNS, like we recommend, right? Um, your cable provider, whoever you're using for your internet, will have a harder time selling that information, right? Now, now again, Open DNS is free from Cisco. Might they be selling it too? Of course. Oh, okay. So then, then you ask, okay, Eric. Well, what about uh, if I use a VPN? Well, yep, you can use a VPN in your own home. And now, when you're connected to the internet, you're going to be popping out on the NordVPN, let's say, in some server in Los Angeles. Um, if you're paying for the service, I would contend that VPN service shouldn't sell your information. If you're not paying for it, they could still sell it too. Um, and we found a lot of VPN services are misconfigured in that they use your local DNS rather than that server's DNS in Los Angeles. Um, so being private on the internet is virtually impossible is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and then if if I don't accept it, you know, when I'm on a site, they still let me see it. Right. You know? So there's no harm done there. Correct. Yeah, you you can say no. You I I a lot of times just ignore the the question. Oh, and keep scrolling, right? Right. Yeah. So I you know to what extent I know I'm being less or less informational or not, I don't know. Um, I'm a geek, but I'm not I'm not a web developer, right? I have no idea the insidious back office back side of the uh, equations that are done to try to capture the data that I produce. Or anybody produces, so it's okay. Just assume there that your data is being gathered. Right, right. Okay, okay. Well, thank you very much. All I right, appreciate Lynn. it. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. 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 Yeah. I wish I could say with certainty, but I really can't. I'm gonna go to Chuck in Connecticut. That's all he says. Chuck in Connecticut. What's going on, Chuck? Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. Uh, I work with a local municipality, and we just lost our IT person, mm-hmm. and our existing IT vendor seems unable to work with us if we don't have a local person. Oh. So I'm wondering, what uh, what are the attributes I would need to find uh, a new IT vendor who could service a small municipality? What are the attributes? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to be biased in this answer. Um, I, I, I presume that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the key factors for us is that we don't force long-term contracts. So many of our competitors that are in our field will, will lock companies down to you know, three-year, I've even seen five-year contracts. So if you find that you don't have good success with your IT provider, you're still stuck paying for the majority of the contract, even though you want to fire them. Um, so look out for that. Most uh, if they're if they lock you into those kind of things, I would contend they're afraid of something. Um, the other thing is longevity. How long have they been around? Um, you know, a track record like tabs of over almost forty years um, says something. You know about our. We're not perfect, uh, but we do a pretty good job. And we will work with folks that don't have internal IT. The majority of our 400 plus clients that we work with over 8,000 systems, the majority of them don't have internal IT. And a lot of the reason for that is because a lot of the times um, in small companies, especially that internal IT person really has the keys to your store. So, you know, they have as an admin of your entire system, they, they have access to everything. And a lot of small businesses are not comfortable with giving just a, a, an average employee carte blanche access to everything. 
Um, they didn't realize they've done it, frankly, half the time. So those are some of the attributes. And of course, you know, do they do training? Do they have, you know, do they have skilled technicians? It's, it's just a matter of all those things wrapped into one. Um, that would be the attributes you want to consider. But the long-term contract has been the, the, the more common issue because I've picked up even towns who were stuck paying their last IT provider uh, that they're trying to get rid of and even were sued by not, for not paying it. Um, I can fire my attorney. I can fire my accountant. But I can't fire my IT guy. Um, you know, it gets kind of crazy out there, Chuck. hope that helps you. Yeah, the guy we just looked at was looking for a three-year. Right. And that's ridiculous. What are you afraid of? And, and he's not not even local. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a ring, Chuck. I'll be there on Monday. <laughs> I had the checkbook. I would. <laughs> All right, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I'm going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Joe in Plainville, hang on. Three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC are the numbers. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Coming up at 11, Dr. Leslie will be in. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Also, don't forget the podcast. Odyssey.com, you can get all the WTIC podcasts. So check that out as well. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Dennis is off, and I'll be here till 11 o'clock. So if you're to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC are the numbers. I just want to bring up a quick story about a town that we did pick up as a client a few years ago now. And because we had a caller asking about what you should look for in an IT provider. This story is just it's ridiculous, really. The, the town's old IT provider had registered the town's name. So let's just call it Springfield.com. And uh, when they fired him, he wouldn't give them their domain back. So all their email, their business cards, their stationery, all the communications, their website was all registered by him as if he owned the town, right? Now, this is because of uh, basically a flaw in the system that says, you know, you have somebody register your domain. They can own it. You know, even though they paid him to register the domain for them, he decided, well, that means I get to own you. So when he fired them, when they fired him, I should say, um, we tried to help and, and arrest the domain from him, and he wouldn't give it back. So the town sues him, right? They take him to small claims court and sue him. Meanwhile, um, you know, they had to decide what they're going to do with their domain, and it would have to either set up a whole new domain, new email addresses, and the whole the whole shooting match, or hope the hope to win the the lawsuit. Well, you know, the judge said. Nine-tenths of the law, he registered it as his. He owns it. Town, go pound sand. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Um, just amazing. What's even worse, here's what's worse. The guy then sues the town for vexatious lawsuit as if they were inappropriate in trying to get their domain back. And guess what? He wins that too. <laughs> so moral of the story is, know who your IT guy is. If they don't have any moral scruples, um, you're in trouble. And if you can't fire them easily, you're also in trouble. Um, you know, you actually, and I say this to clients I pick up all the time, you will understand who you have as an IT provider when you let them go, um, just to see how difficult they make that transition um, from them to the new provider. You'll realize who those folks were at that time, or if they make you pay for a contract that you no longer want. Um, so 
I would tell you, what are they afraid of if they're going to lock you into three years of service, whether you like them or not? All right, moving on. I had to tell you that story, though, because it's just ridiculous. Let's go to Joe in Plainville. True story. Hey, Joe. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Um, well, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sell, so hopefully uh, I don't lose you here. Okay. Um, so I've got a question. Um, I've recently had to get a new PC for work. Uh, my previous one died. Yep. And uh, the new one, uh, fully loaded Windows 10 Pro, all that good stuff. Um, and I downloaded Firefox because the, one of the programs that I use works best on Firefox. Okay. So, so everything's been loaded. Everything's fine. The problem that I'm having with this one particular, well, actually with, with everything, uh, no matter what I'm doing online, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm using Firefox, um, and this is like a SaaS platform that I'm using too. And so what's happening is if I go into like a drop-down menu um, and I select something, uh, what will happen is the Firefox freezes for a good maybe five to ten seconds, and then it makes the selection that I, that I chose, and then everything is fine. But when I go to do the same thing again, uh, again, it freezes when I do a drop-down, or if, let's say, I right-click on something, if there's an error or something like that. Um, anything that I seem to do in Firefox, it's freezing up. Sometimes it even kind of blanks out and then comes back. Now, I've kind of gone through some settings in Firefox. It's not the SaaS platform because I know it worked before mm-hmm. on the previous machine I had. Um, have you ever heard of this or any, any ideas? Well, you're not alone. I'm seeing a lot of posts on Firefox freezing. Um, now, to have it specifically freeze, I haven't heard anything on our client base. See, with Dennis here, he he's on our help desk, so he, he sees a lot more than I do on a daily basis. Um but it has. They talk about turning off your hardware hardware acceleration um, yep. to see if that helps. Um, that might be an option for you. I would tell you to consider an alternative browser. That's usually the first thing I would tell somebody to do, just to see yeah, if. I've moved over to Chrome. I just don't. Li- it's so intrusive. Yes. I just don't care for it. That's the problem. And I, I've always I, on the previous machine, I didn't have any issues with Firefox at all. Well, the previous machine is a previous machine. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I, I, but I mean, all, all other things being equal, you would think that it would, you know, work the same. Um, yeah. Uh, how old? I mean, it's not. Yeah, all things unfortunately aren't equal. Uh, the operating system was probably different. Um, the processor was different. Also, the version, the, the generation of processor mm-hmm. was different. Uh, if you, I agree with you on the Chrome thing. I've been talking about the Brave browser this morning, and I would tell you to check out Edge Two just to see if the problem moves. It turn. It sounds like the problem didn't move in Chrome, right? Mm. No, I didn't. I didn't have any issues in Chrome. Okay, so then you know it's a Firefox setting issue. Yep. Um, yep. So I could put a link here as far as dealing with uh, Firefox freezing in general, and maybe one of these changes will fix it. Have you tried the hardware acceleration issue? Um, I didn't know where to find it, and you know, like I said, it's a work PC, so I'm trying to get things done and not have to spend a lot of time. Yeah. With it, if you can explain that to me, I'd be happy. I'm not in front of it now, but I can certainly. Yeah, it's uh, under give it a shot. it's under the general settings under performance. Um, they're telling you to either use or unuse. Try either one. If it's checked, okay. uncheck it. If it's not checked, check it. Um, okay. And see if that solves that. Obviously, update the latest version, but I suspect you've done that. Um, yeah, I mean, I download. I've only had a machine for maybe three weeks. So yeah. when I when I installed Firefox, it was the most recent version. So yeah. So yeah. okay. I'll try. I'll try hardware acceleration and see what that looks like. Yeah, and the clearing of the history. If you only have it for a short time, there's no history issues there. Yeah. Um, what else do they talk about? That's really the only things. And check out the Brave browser. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm really hot on it lately. I, I I've been very impressed with how fast it works, 
And uh, that might be the greatest thing since sliced bread. B-R-A-V-E, brave. Yeah. I'll put a link okay. up to you. It has a little red. It's a little red icon with a little little lion face. And uh, okay. we'll put it up there for you to check out, too. Sounds great. Thanks, Eric. I All appreciate it. All right, Joe. Take care. Yep, yeah, bye-bye. So, yeah, I mean, you go from one machine to the another. And I, I hear you. you, you it, people think a computer is a computer is a computer. And I don't blame you for thinking that way. I feel the same way about cars, right? It's just a car. Um, but a computer has got so many different things about it that can contribute to an issue. Um, you know, the type of hard drives, the version of processor, how many cores, how much RAM. Um, there's a lot involved in the machine. And uh, just because it's in a in a metal case, you know, the innards are really where it, where it hits the road there as far as performance. Now, in this case, software too, right? Operating system, drivers, versions, why Firefox would freeze. Um, this I'll put this link up there for you. There's all sorts of reasons um, browsers freeze, and uh, Firefox has ways of dealing with it. Um, maybe there's an issue with the site he's going to too, but if it works with Chrome, then it's, it's probably, it's probably not, not the case. Um, so feel free to get online guys, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. I'm here till 11 o'clock and then Dr. Alessi will be in with healthy rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Quickly talking about my kids. I know I promised not to do that, but there's no call, so I'm going to do it. Um, (laughs) Um, but it has to do with IT. So I'm getting I mean, my kids are home for break, right? They go to they go to UConn and they and they're home for break, and of course they they game like their father does too. And when they're online, if they have any kind of issue with, uh, they're playing soccer with cars. I mean, it's crazy. It's some sort of crazy game where you actually play soccer with cars. I'm sure Matt's aware of it. It's a fun game. Um, but if if you can't get if you have a dropping issue or some sort of performance issue. You're going to go to dad and say, hey, dad, the Internet stinks here. I need you to upgrade it. And to try to explain to your son, you know, ping and any kind of latency issues, and you actually have to explain to them that it's not us, it's the site. You, you, can't, you can't get it through them. Right? They blame the Internet. I'm like, I'm able to watch a movie at the same time. No issues. Now, of course, when, you're, when everyone's on the network, and to their point, you can have a performance issue. It can produce latency. It can produce ping issues when everyone's trying to do all sorts of things on the internet. Of course, the internet company then wants to sell you more bandwidth, right? And okay, fine. But you need to first see what your latency and your ping levels are to see whether or not it's a bandwidth issue or it could be the the server host, right? For some reason, everyone seems to think that the internet service is right next door, that the, the, the gaming service you're connecting to is literally right next door. They don't realize you're flying out a, a, a cable wire, going through all sorts of switching technology, and landing on somebody else's servers who's serving up the game to you. All those things from point A to point B produce latency, produce you know delays in the ping. And you need to know if your ping is good or not to start with, not being on those servers, to see if it's you or them. So try to, try, try to troubleshoot that with some cranky college kids and say, no, you need faster internet. It's not the internet, man. It's the gaming service you're using. Um, these gaming services have issues just like anybody else. They're in the cloud. They have X number of servers. They can house. They can host X number of systems. And if they're not going to, if they're going to have performance issues because all you guys are home playing the internet, uh, playing these games, they're going to have performance issues, right? Think of the cloud as a big tenement building in the sky. It's a bunch of servers in the sky. They're going to need to add more servers to service the folks that are coming in and, and using the using the game. So. It's not just on your end that you have to worry about it, is my point. It could be on the other side. we got Dan in East Windsor on the line. Hey, Dan, what's up? 
Hey, Eric, a couple of questions. Yeah. One is about uh, my my personal computer with Windows 11. Uh, for, actually, I have it set up as a dual boot, Windows 11 and Windows 10. For some reason, wow. with Windows 11, when Windows 11 starts, I get a buzzing noise out of my speakers. But then once Windows starts, everything is fine. I don't get that in the Windows 10. Well, that, yeah, well, that sounds like a driver issue in Windows 11 with your sound card. Windows 11 doesn't have a built-in buzz, so it's got to be that driver for that sound card has got a problem. After it boots up, does it come up? Well, everything's fine once it boots. Yeah, I'm thinking it's talking to the hardware, and that's producing that buzz. Okay. And that's with a driver. Um, you may want to just update that. Do you know what, well, how old's your hardware? Is it relatively current? Uh, no, it's probably uh, seven or eight years old. Oh, yeah, so... 11's probably not not knowing what to do with that driver and that hardware being so old. Okay. The second question I have for you is I was trying to set up a computer for a friend of mine. her computer. She wanted me to redo it for her, and she likes Windows 7, so I was putting it back on there. And um, I went through the process like I normally do I, you know, after you know, installing it when it came up to where you, you put your name and I'm pressing on Control, uh, Shift, and F3 to boot into the administrator profile mm-hmm. so I could just run SysPrep on it, and then when she turns it on she could do everything and put her own stuff in there and uh but when it came up um the administrator profile it wouldn't let me in it uh, just without even, even me trying to put anything in it just said um, the password is incorrect it won't let me into the administrator profile well that's I mean, it's a you know, fresh clean install i mean yeah. yeah well so though i would my first inclination is you miskeyed it or you have something wrong, like you have a cap and a non a non cap. Microsoft's not locking you out on purpose. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, fresh clean install Windows Seven, and um, you know, when it, when you come up to where you you want to put your own name in and stuff, you know, to Control Shift F three, you know, to boot into the default administrator profile, you know, into audit mode, so I could install whatever and then just prep the machine afterwards. But it won't let me in. So the password is incorrect. There is no password. None was ever, you know, put in. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Well, you've tried it. You obviously you've tried blank. Um, I mean, could you by accident have keyed up, gotten the password in there? You're not aware of? No, because it's hmm. it's right right after you know when you you install it, you you press Control Shift and F three. Yeah, boots into audit mode. That's you know normally it you know, everything goes fine. It boots into audit mode, which is is the default administrator profile. Yeah, but this this one when it, it Boots into the default administrator profile, but right away, without even before I even have a chance to put anything in, um, as soon as, as the screen comes up, there's a little red X that says that the password is incorrect. Yeah. Have you tried booting in safe mode? Yeah, same thing. Okay. I was going to say there's an option there to try to get around it there and try to type the, type the the account in. Yeah, I mean, I I found a workaround, but the point is, you know, what was the workaround? Yeah. Well. Um, Probably something you don't really want to have me say over the air. I mean, oh. but, you know, um, it involves you know some file manipulation. You know, <laughs> um, you know, you. I mean, I can tell you if you want. No, 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 no. I, I, I am getting your your meaning. Um, but I, something must have gone wrong. I mean, that's all I can think of. I'm, I don't know of any issue where if you don't put the password in, it still thinks you have a password unless you've somehow done it by accident. This is a fresh clean installation, so. Something yeah, something glitched on you. I mean, have you tried wiping and reloading? Um, not yet. I'm I'm going to, um, but I'm probably going to end up just having to use the same workaround. It just involves just you know 
Just say, well, I was changing a, a file name so that you can bring up a command prompt when you do a certain thing. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Um, and, and if you only need to do it occasionally, you're not going to give her admin credentials, or are you? No, no. I don't don't need them or want them. Yeah. yeah. So you could do your thing. I mean, the world of IT, wipe and reload is pretty much where we start um, when it comes yeah. to Microsoft. I don't have any reason as to why it's doing what it's doing to you. I've never seen it myself. Um, I haven't either. Normally it works just fine doing that way. Yeah, yeah. What you did seems normal, but why I would ask for a password that's not there doesn't make any sense to me. And the workarounds you've tried, you know, in 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 safe mode would be the normal approach. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing the higher level approach by messing with the the file level. So you're obviously a very skilled. uh, You're a geek, man. Um, Yeah. um, And by the way, I don't know if you saw me. My comment um, about Windows Defender on the Facebook. Oh, page. Dan, um, you're that Dan. Yeah, it, it it tried it tried to delete utilman.exe from my computer unsuccessfully, <laughs> of course. But you know, right. But it tried on my on my you know facepalm is your own file. Yeah, that is crazy, right? So so we we are we are becoming more of Windows Defenders fans only because across our client base we we want to make sure they're protected, and we were disappointed in what we found with Webroot. Um, so yes, you're right. I mean, it's back to Microsoft. Why would Microsoft try to kill Utilman? It's part of their operating system. It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the world of Microsoft. How long have you been in the business, yeah. Dan? I'm actually not in the business. I'm just, just a geek. Okay. <laughs> well, you sound like you know what you're doing. You need a job? We need more geeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any certifications. I'm, I'm, I'm self-taught. Oh, we'll get you trained up. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it all started for, for way back when I had my very first computer. I had a Compaq, and I'm sure you know what a nightmare those were. Yep. So, um it got to the point where I was having to call a compact tech support almost every day for something or other. And eventually I just, you know, I remember what they would tell me to do. And so I would just, uh, just go and do it. And without even having to call them, mm-hmm. eventually I just learned more and more on my own just by, you know, Google searches and various tech blogs and stuff. And so you know, here I am. So <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the show before, but we have a relationship with IT Pro TV. And, yeah, and, I, I heard that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you do want to get some formal training and get a little more deeper knowledge, uh, it's a really great affordable way to get trained up on uh, technology at any areas of technology. And there's a link on our our Computer Talk site if you want to check it out. They do a good job. And uh, it sounds like you're more than just a passive uh, IT person. You, well, you might find I, it interesting to know how all the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two things you don't want to know how to sausage and laws. You know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So right. thanks, Eric. All right, Dan. Get other calls. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. Bye bye. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Microsoft. I mean, it's it's Windows 11 is where we are here in the year 2022, and uh, you know, it just seems like it's the same old thing. It's like Groundhog Day. Um, everything. You know, the more it changes, the more it stays the same, and you're dealing with service pack issues, updates. We at Tab are dealing with or fighting more often with Microsoft-induced issues, right? I just talk, I talked about the exchange issue that Microsoft induced by not even knowing what the calendar date is, having their actual security tool break mail servers because the date changed. We shouldn't be dealing with that these days, right? Um, updates, to, you know, we had callers talking in about Microsoft and their issues with solid-state drives harming them, causing performance issues on Windows 11. It's Windows 11, for crying out loud. It's not Windows 1. It's Windows 11. It's been around for 26, 27 years. They're a trillion-dollar company. Um, their QC needs to get better. Uh, I mean, I know I'm in the business, right, and without their all their problems, but the point is I'm not in the business to babysit Microsoft's problems. I'm in the business to help my business clients actually get 
results, right? You're not if you're if you're a, a, you know a plumbing company, an accounting company, or a finance company, you're not paying an IT guy to, to babysit Microsoft problems. You want you want to get something out of your technology. And if we're still fighting with Microsoft on service packs and driver issues, and they don't even know what date it is, it gets frustrating um, as an IT guy. But you IT guys out there know that. Um, so I'm speaking to the speaking to the whatever. I want to thank you guys for joining me on this Saturday morning. Everything's been talked about. It's been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. So uh, I want to thank Mike G for doing that for me. Oh, obviously on the Facebook page, it's out there as well. You can catch us on the podcast over at Odyssey. The podcast will be up probably by Monday morning or Tuesday. Joey will do that for you guys. I want to thank you guys for joining us. I want to wish you a great, happy new year. It's 2022. Let's make it the best and stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Matt Soroy's for producing and, and like I said, Mike G for posting everything live. See you next Saturday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.